0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message.
1: Take your Bible tonight if you would. Look at Proverbs chapter number three, please. Proverbs chapter number three. Who could go out of this service and not be excited about the things of the Lord, amen? Proverbs chapter three, I heard uh, Pastor Treber say, well, they asked me, uh, if I had a, how do I do a rich church? Preacher, I wanna uh, give you a thought tonight to maybe be able to answer that. Look at Proverbs chapter number three, if you would. And I understand the church is not a rich church, but you don't have to be rich if you're consistent. Proverbs chapter number three, and notice the scriptures that are very, very important to us tonight. Look, at verse 9. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 9. The Bible says this honor the Lord. So there's an action now. Amen. Somebody says, Well, I honor the Lord. Well, there's an action behind the attitude. Honor the Lord with thy substance. Amen. And with the first fruits of all thine increase. Colon. It's not over with yet. When you honor the Lord and give Him the priority, especially in your increase, then it says, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and the precious shall burst out with new wine. Uh, Brethren, the key, if you would, to not so much being a rich church, but to be able to get this debt down, is that the Lord keeps filling the barns. And when the Lord fills the barns, we make sure we give Him the priority of what He's filled. And when we give Him the priority, He fills the barns again. He's not not out of what fills the barns. He can give the increase. The Lord's not gonna run out. And when we honor Him and make Him a priority, Then he gives something to us to give again. I just heard you had a good November offering. You have a good Christmas offering. And now you come back in February and do a good offering to this tonight. May I say something to you? When we honor the Lord and prioritize him with the first fruits. And we make him a priority. Trusting him. Then he can refill the barns that he's been doing at this church for years and years and years and years. Oh, Lord, keep our barns filled. But don't expect that to happen if we start stealing from him. Yes, sir. Are you still with me or not? Look at the principle again. Look at 1 Kings chapter 17, if you would. 1 Kings chapter 17, you're doing well tonight. 1 Kings chapter number 17. And notice the principle again about uh, honor the Lord. And when we honor the Lord, we prioritize Him. And when we prioritize Him and do that little bit of extra, the Bible says that many things can begin to happen. You know the story. Look at 1 Kings 17 and notice verse number 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there. What was she doing? She was gathering just some sticks. And he called unto her and he said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And now she's going to declare to him her state, what's going on in her life, where she's at with everything. And she says, The Lord thy God liveth. I have not a cake. She says, What I have is a handful of meal in a barrel, I got a little bit of oil in a cruise, and here's my plans. I am going, I'm going to go gather these two sticks, Uh, I'm going to go and dress it for me and my son, we're going to eat it and die. That's it. I got nothing left. My hope is gone, my vision is gone, my future is gone, that's all the plans I had, and Elijah said unto her, fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. What, what did he just tell her to do? I want you to, your plans are pretty good. Take the two sticks, go take your handful of meal, little cruise, make that for your son, and, and then I guess just plan on dying. But first, before you do that, make me a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and then after that, follow your plan. What he just said was, prioritize even though you don't have much, do it by faith and make a little something for me and may I say he represents God. Would you agree? He says, before you do all that, give a a cake to me first. It doesn't make any sense. And a lot of times faith doesn't make sense to us, but it's not supposed to. That's the way God gets glory. If we had this whole thing figured out, we wouldn't be giving God glory. Right. Amen. It's nice when he brings us down to where there's just a little morsel so left. We say, what are we going to do? And pastor stands up and says, let's give an offering. Amen. Let's honor the Lord. Let's do something a little bit of sacrificial that nobody else and what God does next is very important. He said, and Elijah said, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me... Thereof a little cake first and bring it to me and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel. And that's what we're interested in. Thus saith the Lord. The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day of the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did. According to the state of Elijah, and she, wait a minute, And he and her house did eat many days. Brethren, when he came to the picture, there was just enough left for her and her son, but by the time it all got done, she could eat, the prophet could eat, and her house the son could eat, and the bearer of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which which she spake unto Elijah. Here's what he said, honor the Lord first. I can fill the meal barrel over and over and over and over and over again just make sure you honor the Lord first honor the Lord and we'll, we'll see that barrel meal how is that happening how did God take two f- few fishes and some loaves and feed that multitude I want to tell you we marvel at that but I want to tell you it's not a big thing for the Lord we marvel at it how did he do that He can bend the rules of nature all the time, all as he wants. Why? Because he's in charge of nature. And if he wants to bend the rules, he can just say to the meal barrel, just keep filling, just keep filling, just keep filling. He can can say to us, just keep honoring me and I can just keep replenishing your barns. I, I can give you raises at work. I can give you sales, I can give you promotions, I can give you increases, I can give you breaks in your cost of living, I can do all kinds of things for you that that you don't know that I can do, just honor me first. And make sure I get the first of the first fruits. Make me a priority. Don't make yourself a priority. And don't try to figure out how you're going to live. I hear people all the time say, we just can't make it here. Now, I got no problem if God's leading, but if God wants us here, anybody can make it here. Amen. Amen. People say, we just can't make it here. Now we're walking by sight. We can make it here if we honor the Lord first, because he can fill our barns. Amen. And then when we, when we dump some of that out, he can fill them again. And we're not rich, but we're making it. Yeah. We don't have to be rich. We just have to make it. People move out all the time and then God calls some of us to stay and they say how do you make it there? We don't know that answer. Is that right? We don't know how we make it here. The price keeps going up of living but the mortgage is going down. How is that possible? Honor the Lord Amen. with the first fruits. He's able. He's able. When you're down to the last cake, and by the way, you may get that way. Some of you all want to be missionaries, training's coming. No, I'm in training. You're in college.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But there'll be extracurricular training on the side That's exactly right. to teach you faith. How many of y'all are going to be missionaries? Anybody? Missionaries? <coughs> you'll need to learn that when you get down to the cake of meal you don't come off the field. Amen. How can we make it? How can we make it? Give the Lord that last cake and watch what He does. Amen. And He'll test you and try you. And you won't be able to brag about it because you'll be broken. You won't be able to say, well, look, look, look what my faith did. It's not about your faith. It's about the Lord's faithfulness. Come on, are you still with me? We don't lift up and brag about somebody's faith. We brag about his faithfulness. But once in a while, he may bring you to a cake. And if you have wife and children, they'll say, do you really know what you're doing, honey? And the answer is, no, I really don't. Why not be honest with them? well then what are we going to do next? I don't know. And she's thinking, why did I marry this guy? If you're a risk taker, you will get down to where there's just a little meal left once in a while. But then God's able to do a miracle. Are you still with me? He can refill those barns when we honor Him with the first fruits of our Increase. David one day said, Lord, all we've done is given back that which you've given us. It just passed through us. And God gets the honor for that. Everybody still with me? Say amen. Amen. But let me show you the negative real quick. Look at Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter number 6. So the concept is he can fill the barns. But look at Joshua chapter 6 and we need to be careful. We just need to be warned a little bit and understand that God's Principles are really important. Look at Joshua chapter 6. They come into the promised land, and God gives them some instruction when they came to the first city named Jericho. Look at Joshua chapter 6. Notice verse 18. In verse number 18, he said, And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourself accursed when ye take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel accursed, and trouble it. Now look at that again. When you come in, he says, "Keep yourself from the accursed thing, lest ye you make yourselves accursed, lose the power." And when you take the accursed thing and make the camp, the whole church of Israel, accursed, and trouble it, you say, "Why did you say it was a church?" He was. A, he. Please listen. It was the church in the wilderness, and when across the river Jordan, it didn't stop being a church. It just wasn't in the wilderness anymore. The church in the wilderness became the church in the promised land. You won't find that in the Bible but if you're a church on one side of the river you're a church on the other side of the river. With a new pastor named Joshua. And he said don't bring a curse on the church. Don't take of the accursed thing and bring in a curse on the church. And so here's what happens if you would. When they get in there, verse number chapter number 7, the Bible talks about, in verse number one, a man named Achan, A-C-H-A-N. And what Achan did, he got greedy. And he took of the accursed thing. He, he took, if you would, that which wasn't his. And when he took that which wasn't his that God commanded him not to take, God removed his power. He, did, he didn't disown the church, he just removed his power. He removed his presence. He was still loving the church, but he said, I love the church, but you can't get away with stealing from me. You say, are you sure it was stealing? Look at chapter number 7. Notice verse 10. Verse number 10. And the Lord said to Joshua, they just went up to Ai. They had a defeat. Joshua didn't know what to do. And the Lord said to Joshua, get thee up. Wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my commandment, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing and have also, what's the word, say it? Say it again, what? Stolen. Stolen. God said you stole from me. That's the opposite of honoring him. Would you agree with that? They dishonored him. They, 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 They didn't make him the priority. God said when you come into Jericho, Everything in there goes into the treasury. All the silver, all the gold, I want it all in the treasury. Why? They were coming into the promised land, and it was the first city, and God was going to take his first fruits. What do you mean take? Uh, It was like like, uh, God was going to take the tithe off of the entire promised land at Jericho. Uh, the tithe, yeah. God said everything in the city of Jericho, nobody touch it, it all goes into the treasury. Mm-hmm. Brethren, it wasn't that God needed the money, He was testing them. Yes, right. He was testing them. Don't, don't, don't think our little bit of giving that we're supposed to give is not important to God. Amen. I'm glad you teach your children here to put money in the plate. Yeah, amen. It's not about the money, it's about the principle. Yes, Come on, you still with me? You college students, don't, don't rob from God. You say, Well, I don't have it. I can't make it. Whatever you do, don't take the first fruits. Those are His. Do y'all say amen in college? Don't, don't take what's His. See, you're bought with a price. He owns you. Therefore, everything you have is His. And what He'll do is He'll test you. And He'll bring you down where you don't have much and see if you make sure that you honor Him first and He'll prove you. And He won't give you more if you don't pass the test. We all right with that? Look, most of us who have a little gray hair, we failed the test somewhere along the trail and God taught us don't do that again. You're looking at me like, no, we we don't do that around here at North Valley. Everybody gets a little carnal once in a while. Well, we can't make it. Well, let's just do this and I'll make it up later. Careful, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord, honor. Make him a priority with the first fruits. He'll fill the barns. You don't fill the barns. Well, no, 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 I make good money. But he gave you the brain to make good money. Or he gave you the favor to make good money. Or he made you look good. That's how the barns filled up. You didn't make yourself rich, God made you rich. But you're not rich because the pastor said this is not a rich church. It's just a church where the barns keep getting filled. And I, I want to tell you, I, I, look, I've known Pastor Trevor for a few years. I've had the privilege of eating a McDonald's sandwich in his car. It's true. That tells you how close we are. He'll tell you, nobody eats in my car, nobody eats in my car. That's my only claim to fame. I ate a Big Mac. No, I I ate a Sausage McMuffin in his car. And I didn't sneak it in there. He said, you want something to eat? I said, sure. He said, what about McDonald's? I said, sure. He said, what do you want? I said, give me one of those Sausage McMuffins. He ordered it. He handed it over to me. And then he's complained about it for 10 years. (laughs) It's a true story. It is a true story. He didn't eat, he doesn't eat in his own car. But I made sure I dropped some of that sausage on his floor mats. It was my only chance. And then he called me a slob. It's a true story. That's how close to friends we are. He brought me over tonight. I almost got a Big Mac. But I thought, no, I'm not gonna push my luck. The point of it is this. Brother, when God gives you something, He'll test you. He'll try you. And as long as we'll honor Him first in priority, then He will follow His Scriptures. But if we take that which is not ours, He will also follow His Scriptures. And Achan, look what it says, even, verse number 11, stay with from even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen... And disassembled, he, when he stole, he, he, he caused a disruption. And they have put it even among their own stuff. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their back from their enemies because they were accursed. Watch, neither will I be with you anymore. And I love this next word, except. What does that mean? He says, right now, you don't get my power, but all you have to do is fix this and I'll bring my power back upon you again. And sometimes churches needs to fix things. Sometimes families need to fix things. Sometimes individuals need to fix things. We make mistakes, but it's not like, it's not like God wants to keep us in that. He just wants us to learn, get it right. So his power and presence comes back on us again. Do not think these offerings are just little things. Sometimes pastors, uh, they think, well, you know, Brother Trevor, he just raises a lot of money, raises a lot of money, puts a lot of pressure on. You ought to be thankful you're in a church where he's provoking you to love and good works. I mean that with all my heart. You'll be glad when you get to the judgment seat of Christ and say, I was part of a church doing something for the Lord. We did did missions, we did steps of faith, we sent out missionaries, we sent out buses, we kept going in an area where the price of living kept going up and up and up, but our preacher continued to preach to us and give us opportunities, and we just saw our barns keep filling. But we didn't keep it in the barn. We put a little storage in there, but we didn't keep it all in there. <coughs> we made sure the Lord got the first fruits of the increase. Otherwise, we will have stolen from Him. The key is here to honor the Lord. I'll say it again, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord, He'll, he'll fill the barns. And when the next offering comes up, God has already replenished some of the barns. He said, he didn't replenish mine yet. Hang in there. It'll come. I like it when they stand up here and pastor, they say, here's the amount we've given. It doesn't have to be a big amount. Pastor goes, all right, that's great. Good job. Because somebody tried. Yeah, they did. Good. And don't, don't discount effort. Don't discount the pennies. I see it where it goes dot and then the pennies are also counted. Are you still with me or not? The concept is God can replenish the barns, the replenish of barns, or He can cut it off. So they took of the accursed thing Achan did, and they went up to Ai, and God's power and presence wasn't there. He had just dropped the wall down at Jericho, and all He wanted was... The first fruits of the promised land were all his. And he had a right to that. He was going to give them so much more. Cities, vineyards, things that they had never built. All he said was, the first city is all mine. Honor me. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Put it all into my treasury. And may I say to you, it wasn't like the church needed money. What are you talking about? It wasn't like when they crossed over, they didn't really need money. What were they going to use it for? They were going to go in and conquer city after city after city after city, city, and God was going to slowly move them in. What did they need money for? It was about honoring the Lord. Did I lose you right there? It wasn't about, oh, what's in the coffers? It was about, did we honor the Lord? Because He's got so much more. Did we honor the Lord? Did we honor the Lord? Can I show you one more thing? You say, man, how long are you gonna preach? Until it comes into your heart that God can fill your barns when you honor Him. But it's not just the barns being full, it's His power. It's His power in our marriages. It's His power in our families. It's His power in our ministries. It's God's presence that makes this thing go. It's not your methodology. It's His power. Please look at one more scripture if you would. And may may I ask you, if you would, turn to 1 Samuel chapter number 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2, stay with me. 1 Samuel chapter 2. Brother Fisher, do you ever read the New Testament? Not much. Just kidding with you. 1 Samuel chapter 2. That was my only joke of the year. 1 Samuel chapter number 2. You know the story. In 1 Samuel chapter number 2, Eli had two sons that were sons of Belial. You'll see that in verse number 12 of 1 Samuel chapter number 2. And notice what they did. It seems like a small thing, but look at verse 14. The Bible said he struck it into the pan and a kettle or cauldron, what? The priests came in. And before they were supposed to, they took the flesh hook. And the Bible says they would bring up the, the priest and they took for himself. They did it in Shia. What they do? Before they burned the fat. And if you don't know, in Leviticus 3, the Bible says all the fat is the Lord's. And you may say, what's the big deal about that? God said it, it's a big deal. If all the fat is God's, don't steal the fat. Why would He want fat? There's a lot of reasons theologically, I'm not going to go into it, but if God says the fat's mine, don't steal the fat. Come on, are you still with me? And the Bible says, before they burned the fat, the priest's servant came and said to the man that sacrificed, give flesh to roast for the priest, for he will not sodden flesh of thee but raw. And if the man, watch, if, the, if any man said unto them, let them not fail to burn the fat presently and then take as much as thy soul desireth. Don't stick that flesh, in, flesh hook in before you burn the fat. The fat's the Lord's. But he would answer, nay, but thou shalt give it me now, and if not, I will take it by force. Wherefore, the sin of the young men were very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. The fat was an offering. And God said, the fat's mine. And the priest would come in and didn't care about the procedure that God instilled. And they would take those flesh hooks. And the man would say, don't, don't, not yet. Let me burn the fat first. Then you can take as much as you want. He'd say, get out of the way. And he'd dip his hooks in. And every time he did, he stole from God. And God watched. And God said, they abhorred my offering." Because they didn't prioritize the Lord the way that God said to, God took his ark and let the Philistines have it. Huh? No, the Philistines, you know, they went out, Israel went out to battle and put the ark out there and the Philistines took it. No, God gave it to the Philistines. And he gave them a lot of plagues too because of that. But the point was God said if I'm not a priority and the ark is not a priority and the blessing of the the, the ark being where it's supposed to be because when the ark was in Israel God blessed. And if you don't want my blessings and and my offerings are not a priority and you want to steal from me and you want to let the lamp go out in the tabernacle of God and neglect and do all the things you want to do and not do it my way. I'll just take the ark and give it to the Philistines and put Ichabod on you. And the glory of the Lord departs. And all the days of Saul they did not inquire of the ark. And when David got into his kingdom the first thing he wanted, he wanted the ark back. He wanted the ark in the center of Jerusalem. He wanted the ark because he knew wherever the ark was the blessings of the Lord followed. Are you still with me or not? What I'm saying we can lose the power of God when we don't do do it the way He says to do it. Or we can honor the Lord with the first fruits of our increase and the barns can be filled so we can do His work. But please listen, please listen, please listen. Don't play around with the procedures. You may think that tithe and that offering is no big deal and you may just say it's a bunch of buckets. You don't know that this may be a big bunch of buckets but it's a bunch of blessing. And it may be the power of God coming back. I think the power has been here, but you never can tell when God removes. We just had a little conference and it was a couple days, And pastor at the end of the conference a man came up to me, he wasn't from our church, he was from another church in a distant state and he said, Brother Fisher, could I get your email? And I said, what are you going to do with it? I don't like emails. I know you. We are on the same page there. I said, okay. He said, I just want to ask you a question on your email. And he said, I want to explain something to you. I said, all right, so here's my email. And they got his email yesterday. And it said, Pastor Fisher, I'm a businessman. I've got a good business, but I've not been honoring the Lord and I don't know what to do. And I'm scared. And I thought, he needs to go talk to his pastor. And I said, phone call. And so we got each other, I got him on the phone and I said, I don't need to know how much, I don't need to know what, I don't need to know why you did it, but you need to go talk to your pastor and get God, it right with have. him. God, and then you get it right with your church right. because that's where you're assigned. Amen. Make it right with your church, whatever you've dishonored the Lord on, and by the way you have dishonored the Lord, make it right through your local church because that's where God set you. Do you all believe in that stuff? Yes, I don't want his money. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to take of the accursed thing. If he puts it in his own church, it's not a curse. If I, if I dip my flex hooks in, I might take the fat. And I might think it's helping our church, but I might have just brought a curse on our church. Are you still with me or not? I do not want what's not ours. And I do not think I have a jurisdiction over every church. And I did not have the jurisdiction over that man. I'm not his pastor, he's not assigned to our church, he just happened to be in our church, heard a message, wanted to get it right, but I'm not going to violate the concept of jurisdiction. He emailed me back today and said, I met with my pastor, we're on the way. I said, thank you, you won't need to email me anymore. God bless you, brother. Because what he just realized was, I've been taking from the increase and not honoring the Lord with the first fruits. You say, what percentage is that? Whatever God puts on your heart, but don't drop below a tithe. Come on, you still with me? You say, I don't believe in a tithe in the New Testament. Don't mess yourself up in a theological debate and dishonor the Lord. Did you hear what I just said? People want to argue about that stuff. Man, we were taught in the military, when in doubt, salute. You say, what does that mean? When you don't know what you're doing, just throw it in the plate. And throw a little extra in like Job did. Just in case. When you're not sure if it's an officer coming your way, just salute. The worst thing you can do is get chewed out by an enlisted guy saying, I work for a living. (laughs) But you never know when it's an officer coming. And if you're in doubt, just salute. You'll not be wrong. When you're in doubt, just throw a little extra in. Job did that, and he was a rich man. But he lost it all. That's because God put him through a purge. And God wanted to bring him closer. And when God brought him closer in, he said, I thought I knew you, now I know you. And God said, good, now I'm going to release you from your captivity and I'm going to give you more than you ever had because I can trust you with it. And God filled his barns and gave him influence beyond what he had in chapter 1. You still with me or not? So the answer is, boy, I... How'd you get such a rich church? No, we're not rich. We just have barns that keep filling up. The barns just keep filling up. The people just keep coming. People get saved. And and I didn't know they had this and that. I didn't know they just had a soul. And I was concerned about the soul. And rode those buses and God raised them up to be this or to be that. I didn't know all that. I was just doing what the Lord told me to do. And God... Filled the barns, and then we had an offering. What to give the increase of the barns? And then he filled them again. So the Lord said, "Now take another offering, preacher." And then he filled them again. And God says, "Now take another offering." And it's been going on that way for what forty-four years. And now, when you get to by the time you get to fifty, the debt will be down. And when the debt's debt's gone, the vision renews and starts. Don't think there's not vision when there's no debt. Now you have liquidity. Now you can do a lot more. And believe me, you will as a church. And you say, well, I don't know if I want to be around that pressure. Unless God reassigns you, you better stay where He assigns you. Why do you keep saying that? 1 Corinthians 12 says He sets the members in a body. And I think military. Military is like those are orders from heavenly headquarters. He chooses where we're supposed to be. And what we're supposed to do, where we're supposed to be, is walk our post in a military manner, keeping observing everything with sight or hearing, and just keep walking that post and not look for new orders. I don't want to generate new orders that aren't from God. I don't want to miss for my family where they're supposed to be and who they're supposed to meet and who they're supposed to marry because I get antsy because I just can't make it here financially. Are you still with me? Did I lose you? So far I think all of my children have married the right spouses. Just a couple more to go. But if I feel like I can't make it where I'm at I might take them right out of the will of God in their lives. Well what happens when you get down to the last bit of meal and oil? Make a cake and give it to God. Say, so what will happen after that? Either you will have anything left or the meal barrel will fire up again and the oil will come again. What if it doesn't? Enjoy your last cake. and then have a fasting program in, in mind and God will come through. I've never seen his seed begging bed. But there is something we're supposed to do, honor the Lord. Just so we make sure you see the New Testament principle, I'll read it to you and we'll be finished. Please listen. Here's the New Testament principle, seek ye first the Kingdom of God. And His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Little things like this. No Bible, no breakfast. I know that sounds ridiculous. No Bible, no breakfast. What does that mean? Feeding on the Word of God before I feed my flesh. Put a priority on it. Nothing wrong with that. You say, well, what if you eat breakfast before you read your Bible? You're not going to purgatory. (laughs) But give the Lord the best of time. Here we are on the first day of the week, and what do we do? We, we gave Him the first day of the week. We gave Him the morning of the first day of the week to assemble together. And we haven't forsaken the assembly of ourselves together. And then we came back and we haven't stopped Sunday night, church, because we want to give Him a little bit more on the first day of the week. We want to give Him a little more of our time at the first of the first day of the week. So we do something a little bit old-fashioned and we have two services and some stay all day long. I don't want to cut out the Sunday night services. Let's give him a little bit more. What is so sacrificial about giving him a couple of services on Sunday and training our children to do that to honor him with the first bit of time in our week? I'm not condemning those that don't but I just say this aren't the Sunday night services good? I mean really on Sunday morning we have to act right smell right. On Sunday night we can come in sweaty, (laughs) we can have fun, we can preach some of the more in depth things of God, are you still with me? Because you got to watch on Sunday morning that you don't choke them, but on Sunday night well. (laughs) Be careful about provoking them too much on Sunday morning, they're still feeding on milk. But on Sunday night digging their pockets deep. I'm just kidding, kind of. But why not give him the first little bit of time in the week? He owns us. He bought us. I'm glad we're here tonight not watching TV. I'm not banging on TV, I'm just glad we're doing something that means something. Amen. And our children and whatever they're learning right now, they're growing up in some cultural traditions that we hope carry on the rest of their lives. And please listen, all these offerings you're taking, you're laying up treasure in heaven where moth and rust, it can't corrupt it, it can't, a thief can't break through and steal. And you never know when you have the buckets or whatever the methodology is. Or God says, I like that, I think I'm going to empower them. I think I'm going to fix something in the marriage. I think I'm going to empower the household. In fact, I think I'm going to empower their entire church and send them into a vision with My presence and they're going to to conquer. Because I want them to be rewarded when they get to Heaven. It's God's good pleasure to give us the Kingdom. And if He wants to give it to us, I want to receive it, don't you? Somebody says, oh, you're part of a church that does the bucket thing.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Why do you do the bucket thing? Well, the pastors led to do the bucket thing. And we raised, I don't know, God let us raise a you know, couple hundred thousand and, and God decided to give the increase and somebody else sent in a couple hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah.
1: Don't tell me God doesn't follow His principles. Let them criticize the bucket thing. Be around the place where you're honoring the Lord with the first fruits of thy increase. So shall thy barns be filled with what? Plenty. And then he says, even your presses will burst out with new wine. That's not the fermented kind, that's a whole lot of grape juice, amen? But it's the power and the presence of God. May I say this to you tonight? It's not about the offering. It's about the power and presence of the Lord. It's about the unity of a marriage, the unity of a home, the blessings of the Lord. Can I ask you to come tonight and just pray for the power of God? Lord, fill our barns again. But Lord, help us to honor you and put you in the right priority. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And His righteousness and all these things will be added.